Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. The Media Studies program at Loris continues to see accolades for student accomplishments roll in this spring. In this episode, we look at the program and discuss how it has been able to sustain a long run of success. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome Professor of Media Studies Craig Schaefer. Craig, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Well, good morning, Robert. It's good to be here. It's great to have you. And how, how did the, uh, the past academic year go for you? Well, this is the most peculiar academic <laughs> year that we've had. I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to our students, uh, of course, to our faculty, and I can talk about both of them. But, you know, within the Media Studies program, we emphasize a lot of hands-on learning. And hands-on learning became particularly challenging uh, within the pandemic. Um, protocols on just hygiene, protocols on how many people you can have in a space at the same time. And if you think about what we do in media studies, rarely are we doing things solo. It's a group of people that are creating uh, a production or a project. And so there were some real challenges, and we had to get real creative on how we'd go about doing that. But most importantly, you know, kudos to our students that, you know, didn't back off, that accepted that challenge, didn't complain, and just said, well, this is what we're dealt with, so let's go get after it. And, you know, the results speak for themselves. They continue to just do a terrific job in all that they create, in kind of all genres that we are creating up against students from all over the country. So just really proud of them. Yeah, it's particularly tricky when you're doing it, working on a project, whether it's video or doing interviews. You still have to meet with people, and everybody's got to be comfortable. <laughs> where, you know, are, are you okay with me being this close or being in your house or going here? And, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of logistics to work out in addition to the normal logistics when you're trying to create a project like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, the alums of our program will know that we have a little – simple pithy saying on the board it's been on there forever and it's not going away which our stories are about people and so that was the challenge right how do you how do you continue to be with people tell people's stories impact people um, in a meaningful way when you have distancing when you have masks when you have limited people that can gather together um but that's, that's what we were faced with, right? And so what are you going to do? You rise up to the challenge, and they did it. Uh, they did it in every possible way. And really, I, I would say, probably exceeded expectations mm -hmm. because there was just so many unknowns, so many unknowns every day on what we would face. And we had to alter a lot of things. But um, to their credit, they did it, and they did it you know, with, with five stars. Yeah, outstanding. We'll, we'll dig in a little bit more into the program shortly. But first, I want to, for anybody who's not familiar with you, I want to introduce you to to the audience. So you uh, you actually started here as a student at Loris. I am a very, very proud Loris College graduate of 1989. Yes, sir. So what brought you here as a student? Um, a, a couple of things brought me here as, as a student. Uh, one, my father graduated from Loris, and that always meant something to me. Um, and so that was always in my, in my mind a little bit. Um, but then when I came and toured campus uh, and looked around, and touring campus and looking at colleges was a very different experience 
<laughs> back in the late 80s, right, than it is is today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came, um, uh, met with some folks, uh, really enjoyed the atmosphere, really enjoyed the people. I could tell that there was a caring atmosphere here back then. Um, and and Loris at that time was known, well, still is, known for being a very good business school as well. And at coming out of high school, I thought, well, I should study finance or accounting or something like that, something um, in the business field. And so that also drew me here. But uh, I took one course here in the media program and said, well, I'm going to get this degree in business, but I'm also going to get a degree in media because uh, I just really enjoyed it uh, a great deal. So that's what got me here. And um, boy, I sure haven't regretted that at all. Yeah. So the media studies program resonated with you as a student right off the bat. It was brand new back then. Yeah. It just had just gotten rolled out. We didn't have a lot here, um, but it gave me an incredible number of opportunities just because I was willing to jump in. And uh, the professors and the faculty at that time said, well, have at it. So I decided to have at it. And (laughs) And, you know, and along met some uh, great uh, friends and colleagues uh, along the way. And um, so it was just a great opportunity for me to start exploring a passion of mine that I really didn't know was something that would become a career at that time at all. Sure. So so you graduate, but you come back, obviously, as a, as a faculty member. What was what was it like to come back to Dolores to professionally? Yeah, you know, um, it was a different experience for sure, right? Because I was a fairly young guy when I came back, and uh, I felt like I was the youngest guy on campus. I wasn't, you know, that much older than some of the seniors. Right? Mm-hmm. I was five years older than some of the seniors and uh, that were here, and so yeah, it was a different experience. But it, it gave me the opportunity to continue to work with some of the folks that have been my professors now as colleagues. You know, and that speaks to the relationships that I that I was able to develop when, when I was here. And most importantly, it speaks to the relationships that the faculty at that time were willing to uh, seek out with their students. So that when I came back, not only were they colleagues, but, you know, there was friendships there. Mm-hmm. And so that really eased that transition. Yeah, but, um, but that also gave me an incredible number of mentors on campus, on on maybe how to do things and, and, and how to get going and, and how to prepare better lectures or better activities and, and what it meant to be a, a full integrated member of this campus. Um, so I just had so many in my own department, but as well as I could look out at a lot of role models across campus and in the administration as well, right? And Father James Barda, or Monsignor Barda, uh, being, uh, you know, at the top of that list. Okay. Yeah, so so now you are professor of media studies. You're also the chair of the Division for Fine Arts and Communication. On top of that, you're also involved with Loris College Productions. So not only do you teach, but you're actually hands-on doing video projects and things like that. So how important is, is it to you to be able to have not only be able to, to teach and instruct the students, but also to have that creative outlet on your side to be able to kind of do what you're teaching, essentially? Uh, yeah, it's, it's critically important, Robert, Mm -hmm. you know, teaching is, that's my main duty here. Mm -hmm. Um, that is my main obligation every single day to come in and to find ways to, uh, educate students, maybe as important to inspire students, to challenge students, to see student growth. 
Um, you know, that's job number one, and I never want to lose focus of that. But one of the things that I'm able to do by constantly making work, by making creative productions, whether they be commercials or documentaries or uh, uh, corporate media or any of that type of thing, is continue to have my hands involved with current technology, current trends, current uh, methods of being creative to challenge myself creatively, and then I can get students to be involved with some of those projects as well so that they are on site working, um, you know, on real productions as well. So, uh, you know, kind of has that twofold benefit of keeping me current so that I, so that I don't get too stale, <laughs> um, but also give them some opportunities to, to uh, build their demo, build their resume, uh, work with clients and learn in a, in a real-world situation. Nice. So when you look at the media studies program as a whole, if, as a prospective student coming in, how do you explain what the media studies program is all about? Yeah, you know, we are really fortunate that at a small liberal arts school right here in the Midwest in Lawrence that we have been able to put together an outstanding program. And it's really one that differentiates itself from so many other programs in that we are not a journalism school or we are not a film school only we kind of do everything right here so if you don't know exactly what you want to do as a student but you're drawn to this field you're drawn to being creative you're drawn to storytelling um, whether that be in film or documentary or news or sports broadcast or experimental video um, we do all of those things. And I think that's what separates us from some of our competitors, right? And then what really separates us is that we do all of them really well, mm -hmm. right? So when a student comes into the program, what I will tell them is, hey, you may or may not have an inkling of what genre that you really want to work in, but these first two years, we are going to expose you to a wide variety of genre, okay? You're going to do some commercial making. You're going to do a little short filmmaking. You're going to do some documentary making. You're going to do some news or sports broadcasting. You're going to do a little bit of all of those things. And then those last two years, you really start to drill down into the area that, that you think that's your passion. Um, all of those genres are interconnected. They're all interrelated. And as you get better in one, you can take from that and get better in the other. But the real reason we do that, Robert, is because while you think you may know exactly what you want to do, the fact is once you get into something else you hadn't thought about, you sometimes have this moment say, wait, that's, that's what I'm really passionate about. I really enjoyed that opportunity. And so then your mind can shift a little bit. You know, we fully understand there's just limited opportunities to do a lot of this type of work when you're in high school mm -hmm. um, at least at a lot of high schools is so we want you to explore that and then dig in deeper which I think also fits within the liberal arts model of you know let's let's try to learn about a lot of different things and then you know once you kind of know let's get a little bit more depth for you sure give them a chance to really expand their horizons and kind of discover things that they either were only vaguely aware about or didn't know anything about and really kind of sink their teeth into it. I've seen it hundreds of times. Yeah, it, 
And what role does the faculty then play in that? Because we've got a, a you know not only a great program, but that that stems from a, a fantastic faculty. Yeah, well, that's at the heart of it. There's zero question about that, right? So we've got some you know some decent facilities uh, and some decent tools to use, but none of that really, none of them really make a big, very very big difference unless you have great faculty and staff to do that. You know, so we've built our program so we have expertise in all of these different areas. So you've got someone like Dr. Paul Cole, who's been here for quite a while as well, but he's, his expertise is in critical theory and pop culture and trends, and uh, he does work with writing as well, right? So we've got someone that does that. We've got someone like Dr. Mark Meterson, who's been with us uh, now, just finished his third year here. But his expertise is in broadcast sports and news, right? So journalism, that's, that's his area, and he worked professionally uh, as a journalist. So he brings that to the table as well. And then you've got Professor Seth Myers, who's really an artist, right? And he's an artist at heart, but he brings this terrific understanding of design, art, and how uh, video and film and graphics and animation can all be used to tell story and apply meaning. Um, and so he's a really, really a fine teacher um, and challenges our students. And, and I absolutely would not want to forget about Jill Speck. Jill's on our staff, and she's our coordinator of media operations, which is a fancy way of saying she really oversees all things LCTV, Loris mm -hmm. College Television. And that's part of where we win a lot of awards. So when our newscasts, our sportscasts, um, when we're doing live sporting events, you know, play-by-play, -play, color, all of that, um, but also expanding into other creative operations. She works daily with students, you know, in that grind of creating content. Um, and she just has, is, is brilliant and has wonderful relationships with our students. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the core group of kind of creative makers in media studies. And we're really fortunate to have them. Yeah, well, and you mentioned LCTV and, and one of the, the real big accolades that, that seems like it's never ending every year. You know, it's, it's 12 years in a row now. The Iowa College Media Association has named them the television station of the year in Iowa. And on top of that, this year, you know, it's 17 total awards from the Iowa College Media Association. Mm -hmm. And then follow that up with the Iowa Broadcast News Association, 10 more awards, four of those for first place uh, accolades. And then on top of that, Marion Edwards is now the student director uh and for the IBNA, or one of the student directors, the IBNA board of directors, one of only three students in Iowa. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and this is this is every year these awards come in. So this is yeah, this is this is par for the course. Which is, I mean, it's almost a good thing to be to be bored by how how good these <laughs> students are. But uh, what to what do you attribute all the success for these students in, in terms of the awards coming in? E you know, I'd like to tell you there's a secret sauce to this, Robert, but I tell our students this. I tell parents this when they come in because um, they can see the awards. We prominently display them. We're very, very proud of them mm -hmm. because it represents our students. That is the, the direct results of our students. And, uh, well, one, I just mentioned some of the fabulous faculty that mm -hmm. we have. So that, that really lays the foundation and, and goes a long way. But after that, it really comes down to this. Um, we just challenge our students to get after it. Mm -hmm. and, and when you want to get after it, good things will happen. And uh, they hear me say it all over and over again. It's, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. So we are not concerned at all if you have any experience at all 
in this field coming into Loris. Makes no difference to us. Um, we want students, and we have students, and we're fortunate to have students that want to get after it, that simply want to work harder than other students that they're competing against. And so when you're willing to have a vision, when you're willing to try and to even fail at times, to learn from that um, and, and to embrace growth, embrace the challenge, that's, that's absolutely the key. It's as simple as that. We just want to get after it more than other folks, and that's our expectation. Let's set the bar high and get after that bar. So that's where that that's how it works. I wish I wish it was deeper than that. <laughs> well, I mean that that says a lot, though. And I can say, working on campus, you see the media students, media studies students, constantly working in various areas that they're. Yeah, it's it's like a, a hive of ants are just constantly going, constantly moving, and it's just it's impressive to see. And and, and obviously, you know, the accolades are one way to, to measure that and kind of show how why they're as successful as they are. Yeah, that's you know the springtime is when you know kind of all the awards come out, so they seem to all build upon each mm-hmm. other each year all at the same time. That's just when they happen to be, but um, you know the work is going on year round and in. You know, the current students and former students all know they've, they've all slept overnight in Hoffman Hall. It's just that's how it works. You know, they're there till the wee hours. They lay down on the floor and they take two-hour break and they get going. Now, that's not every night, but, you know, every, everybody's had that kind of experience. What that says is not that we're working them too hard. It's just like they're in the moment and they are working and it is coming together and they want to stay there and, and, and get it right. Mm-hmm. And it's the attention to detail, and that just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time because most of them will tell you when they finish a production, there are still probably 25 things they would love to have changed about it, but there's a point in time where you just you have to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the attitude that wins. That's sure. the attitude that gets them employed. That's the attitude that um, helps them succeed when they leave Loris. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's kind of along those lines of you know some more prominent artists like Walt Disney had always said it, and George Lucas has said these projects are never really done. <laughs> There's always something I could go back and change, but yeah, yeah. George Lucas is the perfect example. Yeah. Right? He just keeps going back and tinkering more and more yeah. and more. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so as you're as you've looked at your time here at, at, uh, as part of the faculty, and have seen the the program develop and and kind of adapt. Do you see, how do you see things moving forward beyond this point? Obviously, a pandemic changes everything a little bit, and, but how do you see the, the, the media studies program continuing to adapt and continuing to find success? Yeah, well, th- the delivery vehicles continue to change on us, mm-hmm. all right? So when we started up here, of course, um, you know, we certainly didn't have social media of any, you know, uh, a particular type or it didn't exist at all. When I started here, matter of fact, we we were we weren't too far into just getting email when I started here, right? You know, I had a Mac Classic on my desk when I came back as a professor with a floppy drive, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we were pretty tickled that we we were able to even start to email. But certainly, most of us were still using the phone at that time. Um, but that just goes to speak to uh, the delivery vehicle continues to change. So that's our job is to adapt to the delivery vehicle, right? and to make sure that we're relevant with how people are consuming content, how people want to view content. I mean, just take a look this last year alone, 
you know, you didn't go to the movie theater mm -hmm. to consume anything. You just didn't do it, right? So, you, you know, you were either watching, you know, streaming services at home or you were watching things on your phone. Um, obviously, the phone itself is a, is a delivery vehicle now that we have to consider very, very carefully in, in how we're teaching and how we're thinking about making it accessible to any kind of audience. Um, uh, that's part of our coursework now. That's part of our curriculum now, thinking about those things. So we will continue to, to change and evolve with technology, but the core of what we do is really still the same. Its stories are about people and finding powerful emotional ways to inform or to educate or to persuade or just to entertain people with what we are making it just depends on the type of genre that you're trying to create but um that's the beauty of it the essence of great storytelling hasn't really changed all that much yeah and it comes down to like, as you mentioned a, a faculty who's knowledgeable and a student body who is dedicated and willing to to do what it takes to to not only learn but to succeed yeah, and, and the program is set up so that you can come in and get your hands dirty, you know, on day one. You don't, you're, we're not waiting till junior year to start making work. Um, you get to come in and start being active immediately if you're interested in this field. And so that kind of gives you a head start um, because, quite frankly, you have to make a, few, a fair number of mistakes. You have to learn by doing uh, for for the production part of things. That's not all of our major, of course, but for that part of things, you have to learn by doing it, and you have mm -hmm. to make some mistakes to do that. And by being able to start students on day one, that gives them a four full years to really hone where they are, are going to get to. And that's why we say we do not care where you start. It's mm -hmm. where you finish. All right, so this is the one question that I'm going to catch you off a little off guard okay. with. So when you reflect back on, on the, all, the, all the students that you've worked with, the projects you've seen across, is there anything that really stands out to you in your time as a, as a, a faculty member that just like this, is, this or these have really, these are memorable moments or memorable projects that have really uh, stuck with me? Oh, wow. Um, you know, <laughs> I've, been here, I've been here 28 years, so, the, so there's a lot of projects uh, involved with that. So, so I, I don't know that I would go back and um, be able to, to tell you which ones stick out mm -hmm. out of all of those. But I can just tell you about, you know, some of the – every year there's some terrific projects. Every year. And so um, just, you know, in the last couple of years, I think we some of the students have gotten um, – some 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 fairly fine attention to some of the documentary work they've done that's ended up on Iowa Public Television, um, and is making festival uh, the rounds. Um, some of our documentary work in particular has done pretty well. Just uh, a couple of students just created a absolutely gorgeous music video this last year, and this is really interesting, Robert. Um, uh, this is Nate Kaiser and Morgan Manier. Uh, Morgan just graduated. Nate will be back as a senior next year. But what, what I like about this music video they did, it's called Heaven Ranch. It's an original piece of music uh, written and performed by a current Laura student. So, so not only did they do a fabulous story of, of a music video, but they did it with collaboration with another student here at mm -hmm. Loris. Not in the Media Studies program, but he's an artist. He's a singer-songwriter, and to be able to take... Um, one of his creative efforts and then make it come to life on the screen, you know, that's, that's pretty fabulous. 
Um, I would say, you know, outside of that, we've had some really fabulous work done um, by going overseas. You know, one of, one of the hallmarks of our program is we have a course called Global Filmmaking. And I, I've been really uh, fortunate and blessed to be able to teach that course for a number of years. And it's taken us to Greece, and it's taken us to France and Germany, and it's, uh, we've gone to the Gulf Coast. And um, we just made a piece. We didn't do it this last January, but the January right before the pandemic really hit, uh, we were in Sicily and in Rome hmm. uh, for about 10 days doing a, a on-location production. And that's just an outstanding, fabulous experience for students to have to try to create within an international environment, figure out the problems that come up, figure out the opportunities that come up, um, because it never goes according to exactly how you're going to plan. Um, um, it could be weather, it could be logistics, it could be um, who knows, uh, just a number of things uh, uh, that can, that can co go wrong when you're on location. But they put together an absolutely stunning visual piece that uh, right now actually just got nominated for uh, Best Cinematography by the Iowa Motion Picture Association. And that's in the category against professionals. That's not against students. That's against professionals. Um, it is just, and it's absolutely beautiful what they were able to put together. So those, those global filmmaking um, productions, right? They're a three-week course we teach in January, and we're on location tip shooting for typically 10 to 12 days. Well, they're pretty memorable because not only are we doing great work, but it's a terrific cultural experience. It's a terrific learning experience. A fair number of our students have never been abroad. You know, they get their passport so that they can take this course. Um, and so it's eye-opening uh, for students in, in, in a wide variety of ways, and so that's particularly fulfilling. No, oh, nice. Well, Craig, I appreciate you coming in and, and talking to me, giving some you know insight into the media studies program and and uh, kind of into your own background too. So I, I appreciate you coming in and, and and chatting with me today. Well, thank you, Robert. It's been a real pleasure to be here. Pro Deo et Patria. And I want to th say thank you to our producer Trent Hanselman, and thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. While you're there, you can sign up for email notifications so you just don't miss out on any Loris updates. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Dewhawks!